It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday, 20th day of October 2020, 10 2020. What does it all mean? What does it mean, mean, Nick? It doesn't mean anything. Okay, silly. Good. But it does mean today is Tuesday. It also means it's Tommy Vex Day here on the morning after. Yeah. Our friend, uh, little Tommy Vexed from Bad Wolves, is going to be calling into the show in the 7 o'clock hour this morning. We're going to visit with him, see what he's up to in this whole new world. And if you follow him at all on social media, the answer is usually singing into a microphone to cover some. That or, uh, you know, talking about conspiracy theories. And lifting weights. And in a, a fur coat of some kind. Or, or a blanket, shirtless. Or a blanket. It's mostly him shirtless in a bed with a blanket. It's all furry. For the ladies. And the fellas. Yeah, you like that? I wish I had that look. You can. It's a lot of work. Well. It probably starts not having Cheetos at 6 o'clock in the morning. Hey, I haven't (laughs) eaten them yet. You go to hell. (laughs) Uh, On top of that, we also... Have some things to give away. Haunted World Passes can be yours over the course of the show today. We're going to do a round of streaming dumbass for Big J to watch a movie. And uh, we are going to have ourselves a good time. That's the goal for this Tuesday. Are you on board? Get on board the good time train. Oh. And if you're not, we're making a stop. I was naturally on board. I'm sorry. Dropping you off. And that train's going to keep on chugging until it eventually derails. And ends up on the news. That's how this oh whole boy. story ends. Well, listen, this happened. The trains derail, right? It was funny. Do you remember um, the uh, the huge train derailment story in Phoenix that happened like two months ago? No, no. Well, maybe it was just all over my feed because you know I've got a lot of people from Phoenix. But there was, you, you know, you've been to Phoenix before. Yeah. And there's a place called Tempe Town Lake that there's this, this man-made lake. And uh, it's a very big thing, big recreational area. And there was also a train bridge over there that, like, collapsed. And uh, thankfully, nobody was killed, but there was a train derailment on this bridge. And uh, it was not too long ago. And when I went to Phoenix during my time off, it was back up and running and everything was good to go. They rebuilt it in, like, three days. Industry, man. Well, it's apparently a huge, gigantic, important bridge getting one thing to another because train things are still legit. See? You tune into the morning after and you learn about train derailments. This Damn. is the kind of show we run. You never know where, when we're going to get you. But we also play music on this show, including some lit. Let's start the show off with my own worst enemy. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. CX Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Check out the Crazy Cash Multiplier Scratch Games from the Idaho Lottery, where you can multiply your prize by 5, 20, 50, even 100 times the cash. We cash prizes up to 300 grand as long as you play today. Boom. This uh, this important stuff is just chock full of bad news. Oh. Uh, it starts with uh, 721 new cases of COVID-19 reported by Idaho Health Districts on Monday. 618 of those confirmed. 103 are probable. Where does that put us? 53,790 since it began. Madison County was Monday's hotspot. 96 cases to their area. Ada County, 71. Canyon County, 59. Three deaths reported yesterday, two. Statewide total now, 535 since the pandemic began. And we got some hospitalization numbers. Uh, those are uh, ones that came in on October 17th. 187 Idahoans are hospitalized right now with COVID-19. Of that number, 54 of those are in the ICU. Once again, that percentage much higher than the national average of people hospitalized. We still have a very high positivity rate as well. Uh, To give you an idea, the nation average is 6.6. We are up over 11% here in Idaho. Uh, And so there you go. By the way, the ICU numbers, that's the most... Idaho has reported of people in the ICU uh, during the pandemic. So, ugh. Well, uh, the NFL had a real issue with their primetime games uh, all week long this week. None of them were really that good. Uh, as close as the score ended up being, I guess I don't even know if it was more than one possession, so I don't know if you could call it close in the early game where the Chiefs beat the Bills. It never really felt like Buffalo had a chance in that game, did it? Uh, no, not. Well, I only watched part of it, but. What happened? I was busy doing other stuff. You were excited. I know. Uh, I know. I really do. Final score, Chiefs beat the Bills 26-17. 
Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ended up being the star of the game, 161 yards rushing for the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes threw a couple of touchdowns. The first was the 90th of his career, which he reached in 37 games. That breaks the record uh, of fastest to 90 touchdowns. Who had that record, Big J? I don't know. Well, think about it. Quarterback that threw a lot of touchdowns early in his career. Peyton Manning. No, no. Peyton Manning threw way more interceptions and touchdowns early on. Little Dan Marino from the Miami Dolphins uh, did it in 40 games. So Pat beat him by three. And then the Cardinals just came out and bullwhipped the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think it's going to be a long season, Cowboy fans. Uh, a high school varsity team. Man, I mean, but I mean, they, it was. It's got to be feel good for you because you hate Mike McCarthy so much. I don't want what happened to me to happen to any team. Yeah, certainly and the not best one way that's to do got that, Kellen Moore. The best way to do that is to have him run out of town forever. God, but he's so. I mean, he just he just he, again. The one thing that Mike McCarthy I always complained about was if if his game plan doesn't work, the man does not know how to change things up to adjust to make things better in the second half, and that proved it just plain and simple last night. I mean, you know, clearly Ezekiel Elliott could hang on to the ball, which and, is rare, man. I right. Mean, he's, Rarely does he ever fumble, except and, for and yesterday. And let's not forget, too, that, yes, that Cowboys defense is bad, but usually it gets, you know, caught up in to get passed on. But Kyler Murray had a terrible throwing game. Wasn't great. It was off target all night. And still, they, I mean, they couldn't even come close. Yeah, they're not uh... – they don't care about this season. But Andy Dalton is bad, uh, especially in prime time. He's usually serviceable. I mean, I know there's a lot of Andy Dalton hating out there, but there's a lot of worse backup quarterbacks uh, in the league than Andy Dalton, and he just looked terrible last night. And Ezekiel, he couldn't hang on to the ball. That's that's rare, too. Either way, the Cowboys got their asses kicked. And so uh, it's going to be a long season for Cowboy fans, for sure. But uh, my point is, uh, none of the games are super fun to watch. That were you know just strictly that on. should be you know you got a, a matchup like uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen it should be uh, you know a lot of fireworks yeah weather played an issue I think in that uh, rainy crappy kind of field so they ran the ball a lot and it just wasn't a lot of fun and then finally uh, man I I got I took this news hard yesterday even though I think it's going to be okay but uh, just the way he said it and he came out and said it Jeff Bridges the actor is battling lymphoma the seventy year old Oscar winner wrote on on Twitter. Um, that uh, he made a Big Lebowski reference and then said that I have been diagnosed with lymphoma. Although it's a serious disease, I feel fortunate that I've got a great team of doctors and the prognosis is good. He's going to be starting treatment to keep you posted on his recovery. And he is grateful for the love of his family and friends and fans. And he says thank you for your well wishes. And while I have you, he he wants to remind you to go vote too because we're all in this together. But uh, Yeah, man, that would be... The dude is battling lymphoma that one would uh usually i don't get caught up in a lot of those uh you know this those celebrity moments but man that would be a tough one yeah i think he's gonna be all right i think they caught it early i mean it's a battle but it's not a death sentence which is good uh it's just is it's just sad news you know what i mean yeah uh so best of luck in that battle sir uh cancer is the absolute worst it can go to hell Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, we are leaving the world of Netflix behind, Big J. It's getting the boot today. Today we are diving deep into Amazon Prime for some streaming dumbass action. I have removed all the stars, the director of, the studio that brought you stuff, and we're left with very brief plot descriptions of three separate movies. And based on those plot descriptions, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. These are the rules. It is called Streaming Dumbass, a game you can play at home. And compare and contrast your review to Big J's review. And see if he was right on or off base or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so uh, today's movies come from Amazon Prime. Are you ready, Big J? Yes. Movie number one for siblings Kip and Josie. Dealing opioids isn't just their family business, it's their only means of survival. But when a deal goes fatally wrong, Kip decides he wants out for good. But his attempt to escape his family's legacy soon ignites a powder keg of violence and betrayal, endangering their entire family. Huh? Hmm. Movie number two. A mysterious author's self-help book inspires a journalist, his editor, a former convict, an actor, and others to reevaluate their choices and work towards creating better lives. The problem is, it ain't always as easy as the book makes it out to be. Oh no. Movie number three. Hoping to find the perfect place to live, 
A couple travels to a suburban neighborhood in which all the houses look identical, but when they try to leave this labyrinth-like development, each road mysteriously <laughs> takes them back to where they started. <laughs> oh, how can I not go with number three? You're picking number three? I mean, come on, man. That description is ridiculous. <laughs> all right, you passed on movie number one. That was called Inherit the Viper. It's got Josh Hartnett in it and Chandler Riggs. You know who Chandler Riggs is, right? Uh, y- yeah. Hmm. I mean, it sounds familiar. Carl from The Walking Dead. Carl! I know who uh, Josh Hartnett is, though. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. You're not watching it. Movie number two was a uh, kind of a comedy character piece with a bunch of actors in it uh, called Reach Me. That stars Sylvester Stallone. Our buddy Thomas Jane's in it. Tom Berenger's in it. That's scary. That and sounds like a scary It's supposed to be a comedy, and that's the movie you passed on. Damn. Instead, you'll be watching movie number three, which is called Vivarium. And it is a horror comedy starring Jesse Eisenberg and Imogene Poots. So these that's the movie you will be watching. On I Amazon mean, Prime. I already laughed. It has Vivarium. to be hilarious. Vivarium. Because who hasn't done that before? What? Who hasn't gone into a subdivision and not been able to get out? Yeah, I don't think it's the same kind of thing that you're thinking. Oh. This one may have a little bit more <laughs> uh, horror-like implications hmm. than, than you just getting lost in some, uh, you know, McMansion suburban kind of subdivision. But Vivarium is the name of the movie Big J will I guess be watching. I'll let you know. And he will give us a review of it this time tomorrow. You can watch it yourself if you like. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. In your opinion, Big J. Now keep in mind it will probably be not in agreement with the following study, but in your opinion, what is the scariest movie of all time? Of all time? Yes. Uh, the uh, The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah. Very nicely done. It's up there. Uh, and I can only go by what, what movie made me the scaredest, I guess. And, you know, it's different from being an adult. But I think the most scared I was at a movie was probably Jaws when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I lived in Wisconsin well, and I was scared swim, of sharks. So it makes sense. Yeah, but I, I mean, now it doesn't. I mean, I'm not, I, don't have a, I don't have a really fear of sharks by any stretch. But it did freak me out back then. I would just, I always thought, like, you know, combo the fact that, yeah, I couldn't swim. So you got water involved, and then to be eaten alive in that water, I would, I was just like, you know, oh, a, a seven-year-old me was like, what an awful, awful way to go. I yeah. mean, it doesn't sound even, you know, there isn't worse. But either way, neither of those two movies, at least for my, nope, The Exorcist did make the list, but uh, Jaws did not. According to uh, broadbandchoices.uk, they put together a study where they monitored 50 people. Now, granted, this is a small sample size, but... They watched more than 100 hours of scary movies, and they measured their heart rate during it. And they found that based on that scientific study, what they thought was the scariest movie of all time. And it's a movie I have never seen. 2012 Sinister, starring Ethan Hawke. You ever see it? No. Okay. That was considered to be the most scary, as audience members experienced an average of 32% increase in heart rate while watching the film. From 65 beats a minute to 86 beats per minute. Next on the list, Insidious. Did you ever watch that? Nope. We even had the stars on the show. You never watched it? Did you watch it? Yeah, I saw the first Insidious. I didn't watch the seven That's other That's Patrick Wilson? Yeah. 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 Uh, and so that was number two. Number three was The Conjuring. That one was one I never saw. Number four is Hereditary, which I did see in the theaters. Number five was Paranormal Activity, which I also saw. None of those I would consider really scary. What about Parasite? Is that on there? Parasite is not on there, no. Uh, other films that made the list, The Exorcist, Paranormal Activity 2, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, the original Halloween, and the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, rounding out the top ten. And so the science of scare is what they call this study, and they say that they have the proof now, with heart monitoring and all sorts of other stuff. I think a lot of those, uh, you know, if I can remember some of the, the trailers and things, the jump scares are probably what puts them over the edge. Uh, yeah, well, right, definitely those, those with Insidious, moments. for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, that's all horror movies are these days, are jump scares. But at least, you know, if there is any consolation there, not, uh, I can't speak to Sinister, because I don't know anything about it. 
but I, I also can't speak to Conjuring, but Hereditary didn't have any jump scares. Paranormal Activity only had the real one, which was in the trailer, so it shouldn't scare you when you see the movie. But the rest of them, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Exorcist, these are all timers, so it, mm-hmm. some of that makes sense. Yeah. Cardinals and Chiefs win the NFL games that played yesterday, one of which had to be rescheduled because of the coronavirus, but the Cardinals beat the Cowboys 38-10. to Kyler Murray, two touchdowns, and ran for a third in the Monday Night Football game. And then uh, Andy Dalton started his first game for a Cabo quarterback for the Cowboys. Uh, didn't do well. Spoiler alert. Chiefs beat the uh, Buffalo Bills 26-17, uh, thanks to mostly their running game, although Pat Mahomes did throw for two touchdowns. Uh, still, they, they they kept the ball on the ground and out of the hands of the Buffalo Bills, and that led them to victory. World Series begins tonight between the Rays and the Dodgers, which will be entirely played at the neutral site of Global Life Field, the Texas Rangers' new home. Amid the pandemic, there will be some fans allowed, but only about uh, 11,000, about 28% of capacity. So there's that. Dodgers looking uh, for their first World Series in uh, three tries in the last four years. They last won in 1980, and then the uh, the World Series, the Rays went there once in 2008, but they lost the Phillies when they did go. So we'll see what ends up happening this year. Big J, uh, the latest batch of remakes has hit Brokeback Mountain. 15 years after the original movie was released, the they're doing uh, a fun little remake with it, uh, and it's all streaming online as part of New Fest. It's a uh, film festival that takes place in New York. So it's not an actual full-on remake. It's more of like a virtual cast reading kind of stuff. So you can check it out for yourself. Tickets are $10. So if you've always liked that movie, it's a good way to see it and give a little bit back to the New York Film Festival if you are encouraged by it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On 100.3, the X rocks. I will caution you for today's We're Going to Hell story with the caveat that not a lot of details about this particular story. We just have the big kind of headline stuff that happens. So I can't dive deep into the psyche mindset or issues as to why it happened, how it happened, or what went on. I can just tell you the big stuff, and the rest we'll have to just kind of jump to conclusions with, okay? Okay. But we head to Topeka, Kansas for today's We're Going to Hell story, and it's a story of a 17-year-old kid. So right away, we're dealing with a minor, Big J. No names were released, obviously. Could be why there's not as much detail, right? Could very well be why there's not as much detail. And the Shawnee County Sheriff's Office, where uh, Topeka is located, had to respond to a noise complaint in the middle of downtown Topeka, Kansas. Specifically at the Petro Deli. Now, it's 3.30 in the morning on Saturday, so right away they're like, hang on, this is closed, that's weird. So the Sheriff's Office said that when they responded to the scene around 3.30 in the morning on Saturday... They found a 17-year-old completely naked and under the influence. So right away, weird scene, right? Yeah, bad news. Uh, the sheriff said what made the scene even weirder was, of course, this was a deli, right? Yeah. The teen had covered himself head to toe in ranch dressing and was damaging the property inside the deli, according to the report. So this kid has just lathered himself up in Hidden Valley. And is just smashing stuff left, right, and center. It's an abuse of ranch. After that, the teen ran outside the deli, jumped into a running vehicle, and then crashed it into a pillar. Boom! Probably hard to steer when you're all lathered up in ranch dressing, right? Your hands are slipping off the wheel. Maybe your feet slipping off the pedal. Man. And so that'll teach you to drive while covered in ranch. The sheriff said deputies took the teen into custody and then into a local hospital where he was released to his parents, and they are happy to report that nobody was seriously injured during the incident, which is good. Uh, the sheriff said in a post on social media, but they still don't know why. I mean, they, they obviously the why is drugs. He was on something that made him break into this place. But right. why, when you break into a deli, you go, sweet, there's a vat of ranch. I want to put it all over myself. And how did he apply the ranch? I mean, did he just dump it on his head? And that's the, it's got to be the starter, right? This is kind of what I'm imagining. Like, if you've, if you've worked at a restaurant or seen kind of restaurants, especially delis, they have these huge, gigantic plastic things of all sorts of dressings back there. And ranch is obviously liberally applied to all sorts of God knows what in, in the world of deli and food and so they probably had mass quantities of it and yeah i'm guessing he picked up like a vat of ranch and just dumped it over the top of himself 
so that he was yeah. fully covered in it, which even the thought of it makes me sick. Like, if that were me, if I was... This is why I don't want to do drugs, because I don't want to have anything happen where I'm stuck in a situation. Because if I decide I'm going to lather myself up a ranch, I'm going to be covered in ranch and also vomiting in the process of it. So they would have broken in on me covered in ranch and puking in some deli, because the smell of ranch just puts me off. I don't know why. I don't know why. But it's it does. It makes me gay. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like This story makes me... Like, uh, there was a video not too long ago, I think I've shared it on Twitter, of a poor woman who probably worked at a deli who was carrying one of those vats and dropped it and it splashed up and covered her. And I was just like, oh, Hot. God, gross. This is a teenager victim. Oh, I didn't know that. And so it was supposed to know that. not a good scene. And this also seems like not a good scene. So here we go. We're 0 for 2 in covering yourself in ranch. So maybe don't do that. That would have been a good bet. <laughs> Alas, it didn't work out for him. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Tommy Vexed of Bad Wolves talking about all sorts of stuff, including the new song Maybe It's Time next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> song is called Maybe It's Time. It's put together by 6AM Presents is what they're calling it. It's basically an all-star cast uh, talking about opioid recovery and getting sober and it's featured on the soundtrack to a movie called Snowbirds that is available for you to check out now. Uh, it is downloadable. You can rent to purchase and all that kind of stuff is going on. Uh, and one of the voices involved in that song is our friend Tommy Vex, lead singer of Bad Wolves, who joins us to talk about the movie, the song, and everything else that's going on in Bad Wolves. How are things, Tommy? How are you? Things are good. Things are good. We are, uh, you know, I'm in Huntington Beach. The sky is blue again, and uh, yeah, it's been doing press. Life's good. I tend to uh, think, uh, Tommy, when when uh, I'm talking to you about some of the messages that you relay uh, on your social media and how you go in really depth on telling your story and how it makes perfect sense that, that you would want uh, to talk to people about uh, the Snow Babies film and be a part of these, this Global Recovery Initiative Foundation um, just because of the story that you have to tell is so unique and it, it's a very strong point of view, I would say. When, when they asked me to be a part of this song, I didn't even, I thought it was a joke. Because, uh, you know, it's like, wait, who? And, um, you know, yeah, it is it is very, it's right up my alley. You know, as somebody who's been uh, in recovery for over 11 years and worked in treatment and worked as a counselor, you know, it was it was, it was important to me. Uh, and it was an honor to be asked. And the, the really cool thing about it, this song is not so much that, all these rock stars are like on a track. It's there's a there's a cooler story, and and the proceeds from the song are going to be donated to Global Recovery Initiative, uh, which is a nonprofit that they they raise funds and they do a lot of work to make sure that people in the community who are struggling with addiction um, they can get the help that they need to beat it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome, and, and, and a great song to boot. Of course, we're talking about Maybe It's Time, uh, put together by, by 6 a.m., and, and how did that come together? Did Nikki call you? Did DJ call you? Did they all get you on a conference call? Was it was it via email? How did that call, How did that come across your desk? It was just an email chain, and, uh, you know, it was like, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, okay. And uh, I because of COVID, we couldn't be in the same studio, so everybody went to a, their own studio with their own producer, and uh, the track had already been recorded, so I think all the vocalists recorded full vocal versions of the entire song, and then sent it back to Nikki, and they, you know, they produced it and engineered it, and mixed it, and put it together. So when it got released, that was the first time I actually saw it, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds great, and it's uh, it's one of those things. Uh, again, though, uh, just Nikki's story too about about recovery is is uh, so interesting, and um, you know, inspiring a lot of people out there. Um, it's uh, it's not an easy thing to do, and I think that the whole phrasing maybe it's time because um, you know there are times in, in, when you you start to try to recover from something and it just doesn't work out, and I mean it's it's key. And I was talking to a friend who's just uh, kicked uh, a couple addictions and is working through recovery on his own, and um, you know he's like, ah man, I, I feel like maybe uh, I couldn't do this before, and I like, well maybe it is the time right now for you to be able to get into a place where you're in the mindset that it's time to make that change and do good for yourself the time is always now i guess as they say you know um but i think looking at what's going on this year and how so many people have been affected and you know 
the, the, the mental health aspect of 2020 has driven a lot of people to um, to relapse or have, you know, just excessive, you know, alcohol sales are up. And it's been difficult enough as it is um, without adding fuel to that fire. And so uh, I think that the song is a very inspiring track. And if it, if it just plants the seed that it, there's a possibility that you can live life differently one day at a time. I think that the, then they've accomplished the goal, you know, and, and I'm just, yeah, it's a pretty amazing thing. Tommy Vex joins us. He of uh, Bad Wolves. Of course, we're talking about the song Maybe It's Time, and it's featured on the soundtrack to Snow Babies. And I noticed that uh, the Bad Wolves song Sober is also featured in the trailer. So at this point, uh, have you pulled the Rockstar card and, and asked for a screening of the movie, or was it just the message that spoke to you? Uh, well, I've seen the movie. Um, I, I saw it before we were a part of it, okay. and I think that, well, you know, I think what you know, watching and understand the story that they're telling and the importance of destigmatizing the conversation around the opioid crisis, especially as it pertains to young people, um, is really important. And I think parents need to see this film. I mean, I think teenagers need to see this film. I think people in recovery need to see this film. Uh, because things have changed, and a lot of these drugs are much easier to get than, you know, than the street drugs that I grew up with in an urban setting. And people are able to get it from family members, or they, you know, they steal it from people, you know, who may have had surgery. And a, a lot of athletic uh, injuries, you know, are treated with these opioids, and then. You know, the people get addicted to them and then they, you know, switch to heroin or whatever um, if they can't continue to get the drugs. So I, I think it's really, uh, it's, the film does a really good job of, of shining a light on a serious, serious issue that we are facing in this country that people are not talking about enough. I uh, totally, totally agree on that, man, and uh, appreciate you taking some time to talk about that and, and the song uh, from 6am Presents. And, uh, you know, I saw you, uh, when you do a duet, you really do a duet. I'm looking forward to hearing this song with Dorothy, because Dorothy, uh, we, we love Dorothy. We've had her here a couple times. She is amazing. And you tease us with uh, the video uh, clips on your Instagram. Just can't wait to see the whole thing, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that, that was... Uh... She, oh God, she crushed that song. I, I, as everyone, I love Dorothy. She's one of my very dearest friends. And the band was talking about potentially turning Better Off This Way into a duet to kind of bookend. It's kind of the resolving sentiment of Hear Me Now, which was one of our one of our number one uh, singles in 2018 featuring Diamante. And it was like the relationship starting off better off this way is the way that it ends and dorothy uh i sent her the song she and i were both going through breakups simultaneously she cried the first time she heard it then she went in and sang it and then i cried and then i was like i think we have a, i think we got something here so yeah i don't i'm not sure when uh that release is going to be but i'm really looking forward to it and and we might do it. We might do some other work together. So love Very that. Cool. Love that. Uh, love it when good people come together yeah. and do good things, man. Tommy, uh, we appreciate that. We look forward to hearing the stuff. And thank you for spending time with us. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, Big J. What scares you, my friend? Uh demons. How about that. That's why mm-hmm. it just scares me so much. Gotcha. Uh, have you come in contact with some? Probably. <laughs> Just by assumption only. Can't go into it. It's classified. Uh, the fear most Googled this year is the fear of people, Big J. Better known as anthropophobia. Searches for this fear made up 22% of fears searched nationwide this year in 2020. Five times as much as it was searched for in 2019. Now, searches for the word peaked between April 19th and 25th as the coronavirus raged. Now, guess what? It's raging again. The fear of falling in love or intimacy was second. Germophobia was third. Apparently, uh, having no cell phone came in fourth for the year. Uh, That's called nomophobia, in case you're curious. And then fear of the dark came in number five. Afraid of failure is sixth. Fear of being alone is seventh. Data was gathered by analyzing Google Trends over the past 10 months. 
So we're, we're afraid of a lot of things, Big J, and we're looking up Google thanks to it. Maybe we're looking for the word or we're looking to fix it or whatever the case may be. Word is the bird. But you re- reverse that. But uh, people is one, and then we're getting into, you know, all sorts of stuff. Falling, falling in love is second. Fear of falling in love. Yeah. Hmm. People don't want to get hurt. I guess See? not. Who can blame them? Arizona Cardinals and Kansas City Chiefs won the two NFL games played last night, uh, one of which was rescheduled thanks to the coronavirus. Cardinals beat up on the Cowboys 38-10. to Kyler Murray had a pretty good game, not really throwing the ball, but overall, and the running game for the Cardinals worked pretty well against the Cowboys. And then the Chiefs beat the Bills in the early game 26-17. to That had been uh, scheduled for Thursday, but got delayed to yesterday because of the coronavirus. And that was another running heavy game. Won by the Chiefs, although the score was a little bit closer. Never really felt like the Bills were going to win that game. World Series begins tonight. Rays and Dodgers from Texas. The Rays looking for their uh, first ever World Series. Dodgers looking for their first since 1988. And we're going to have another made-for-TV golf match. Uh Uh-oh. Phil Mickelson is back on your TV. This time he'll be dragging around Charles Barkley for 18 holes. And he's going to play up against uh, Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry, excuse me, and uh, Peyton Manning in a golf match next month that will take place in the Stone Canyon Golf Club in Arizona. And so they're going to have some fun together. Will you watch this one, Big J? No. You didn't watch the Tom Brady one either, did you? I think that something else was going on at the time I couldn't watch. So. And so, uh, yeah, this one not doesn't necessarily have the same excitement. I mean, listen, if you're going to tune in, you're going to tune in to watch Charles Barkley swing a golf club which you've seen a million times anyway. Yeah. Uh, So there's that that you could watch. It will be air on uh, TNT November 27th if you'd like to watch it. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathleen and Jimmy are coming back for Hocus Pocus 27 years after the cult classic made its debut. Uh, The live event is called In Search of the Sanderson Sisters, a Hocus Pocus Halloween takeover. It takes place October 30th, 8 p.m., and they are pulling out the uh, the big names to swing on by this very special streaming event. Meryl Streep, Billy Crystal, Jamie Lee Curtis, Keenan Thompson, John Stamos, Glenn Close. Damn. George Lopez, Martin Short, all will be appearing as well. The event will uh, benefit the New York Restoration Project. It's an organization dedicated to improving New York City's infrastructure and greenery. And it will cost you $10 to check it out online. Uh, Hocus Pocus always seems to... Uh, come up around this time of year. It, it uh, kind of is one of those cult classics that people that grew up when we grew up, especially females of that age, tend to lean heavily on some of their favorite Halloween movies. So why not capitalize on that, right? Yeah. There was a sequel that was in talks forever, but uh, don't forget the movie didn't do that great at the box office. It kind of just took off on home video and then on like Disney Channel replays and stuff like that. But either way, it's all happening and you can check it out online October 30th if you want. To be a part of the new Hocus Pocus stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And let's hook somebody up with some Haunted World Passes, Nick. Uh, that's happening all the way through uh, October 31st, Halloween night. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You head out there and enjoy some scares. Get freaked out a little bit. Yeah. It's been a running theme of this particular show, and that will continue throughout this pop culture smackdown because in order to grab these haunted world passes you're gonna have to know a little bit about some halloween movies or scary films so if you think you got what it takes you got the goods get on the phone 208-287-1003 you of course have to defeat big j in the process who will be representing the show in this particular contest and here's hoping you don't embarrass yourself and the show big j please too late hello the x morning (laughs) morning man what's your name tim how's it going well, all right, Tim. Tim, you are up first. Tim, what classic horror movie features a serial killer in a William Shatner mask? Um, Friday the 13th. Wrong. No, sir. Now who's embarrassing who? That's a hockey mask. Hello, the X. Yeah, this is Rich. I wanted to call in and play. Wonderful, Rich. You're halfway home. What classic horror movie features a serial killer in a William Shatner mask? That would be Halloween. Right. That is correct. You're officially taking on Big J. That's the wrong That's the wrong theme. That's Friday the 13th as well. Big J, in which horror movie does the protagonist write a book that contains only the line, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy? Um, let's go with Child's Play? Wrong. It's not? No. Sounds like a Chucky thing to say. 
But it's it's a book, and it's written on a typewriter over and over and over. Oh, again. misery! Wrong. Still wrong. Okay. Although closer, because it's at least a Stephen King book. Ah, uh, Rich, do you mm, have to know? There you go. Right. You got it on the third yeah, try. Yeah, third, third time's, time's a charm. Ah, uh, by God, Rich, Weird. congratulations! You have got tickets to Weird. Haunted World. Those are yours. Hang Never on one second. <laughs> Wait, that's in the movie. It's prominently featured in the film. Pretty much any. You know what? It. Well, we. I think we talked about this when we went to see Doctor Sleep. I've never seen The Shining. What? Yeah. Or at least I've only seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Well, this that part also shows up in Doctor Sleep. So now you have no excuse. They sure, also I reference. Do. I don't remember that part. The, the writing in Doctor Sleep as well. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's Leave me alone. Your pop culture smackdown headlines next on the X. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Bad idea. Careful now, and that's talent. Bad idea. Raccoons are tricky to get rid of. You ever have any experience with those trash pandas? I really haven't, no. Uh, Consider yourself lucky because police in Benton County, Washington, say they had to respond to a call after a 38-year-old man who, quote, had been using a lot of narcotics, end quote. Became frustrated with the raccoons living under his trailer home. All the scratching, driving them crazy. Can't get to sleep in my double wide. These raccoons are driving me mad. So while trying to reach the animals, what ended up happening was he knocked over a candle, set his whole damn trailer on fire. Oh my God. Ah, my candle, no. Firefighters put out the fire and nobody was injured. The sheriff's office said the incident will be forwarded for review because, you know, the narcotics thing, that whole situation. Right. But also, I mean, like, I don't know. If you knock over a candle, it should not send your whole house ablaze. Do you know what I mean? Unless you, like, are completely oblivious to what's going on, which, again, they're cutting the narcotics could play a role in. Right, and, you know, a lot, a lot of um, but unless, flammable things, man. I guess, yeah, the narcotics could be a part of that, too. But I'm unless you're stacking your candles on, like, uh, a bunch of old newspapers, your house shouldn't go up in flames. Uh, I, I guess unless you're not paying attention to it and didn't know it knocked over. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances, I suppose, but still seems like if just a little bit of attention was paid, you'd have been all right. Careful now, or that's talent. That's talent. A Chevy pickup struck a police SUV and then headed right into an East Coast Investments office building. Boom! That's how this story starts. At the point, at that point, police who were in the SUV were able to apprehend the driver of the pickup. Turns out it was Dayton Weber of Charlotte Hall, who just happened to be Big J, a quadruple amputee. Yes, a man with no arms or legs was driving a vehicle and then crashed into a couple of things. I'm guessing you can figure out how the crash happened. Hall happened to be also drunk, so we got a lot of negative things happening here. Driving while impaired by alcohol, he was charged with negligent driving, reckless driving, and failure to remain at the scene of an accident. And believe it or not, Big J, the vehicle he has is set up for him to drive pretty much on the regular. He's able to uh, get into the vehicle and start the vehicle push-button style with his nose, and he's got a whole rig there set up so he can drive. The problem wasn't that he was a quadruple amputee. The problem was he was hammered. And that's why he hit the police vehicle and then crashed into the building. Damn. So, doesn't matter how many limbs you have, you should not drive drunk. Do you understand? I do. Thank you. The lesson is across the board. I have learned. Wrap it up with careful now. Uh, Apparently, this is one of the top issues when it comes to living among the rafters. Police with the Lyon County Sheriff's Office in Nevada say that Matthew Hammer was using a ladder to get on the roof of a supermarket called Rayleigh's in Fernley, Nevada, so that he would climb through the roof and into the rafters so that he could steal a bunch of stuff from the grocery store. You understand? Right. Authorities say that his plan was to kind of set up shop there and live there on top of the rafters inside the grocery store for like a week. And then he would get out when the store was closed and steal items from the deli and other parts of the store and live there and eat. But he was caught on the morning of September 30th when his foot fell through the ceiling of the supermarket and one of the employees spotted it. Cat! The suspect was eventually removed from the space by police charged with burglary and obstructing a police officer. So his plot was ruined because he fell through the ceiling. Gotta be careful. Lucky he didn't fall the way to the ground. That would suck. But he had a good thing going there for a week. 
But I guess, uh, you know, watch your step is probably uh, one of the rule number one when you're living up in rafters, right? I would assume, I guess. Is there a rule book? If not, he should make one. I mean, there's got it's got to be a whole different world than living on among the ground with he us. He should have a whole YouTube series, tutorials, and all that. Yeah, I mean, because there are overnight. Well, I guess maybe I don't know if there are motion detectors in every store. If not, there probably should be. Because I mean, he was able to get in there for a week, so he had a pretty good thing going. How he got up and down, I guess, is the real question. But he did have a ladder, so maybe he was able to move things around, like The Last of Us or something. There's your uh, headlines. You're up to date on everything. The latest from Deftones, Ohms is the name of that song here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Let's get to it. Let's break it down. Week number six of The Morning After Fantasy Football League, and it was you v. me, Dawn of Justice, in this particular week's matchup. Big J, how did it work out? Dawn of Justice. Well, let me tell you what, man. I was feeling pretty good because... Uh, I happen to have a, 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 and really the game went based off of one game, Nick. Yes, absolutely. The Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans. And boy, howdy, was that a, a game with a lot of fireworks in it. And I happen to have two of the stars. My quarterback, Deshaun Watson, uh, he scored me a, I'm looking at the wrong uh, week here. He scored me a, a, a good amount of points. I haven't been rough with him lately, but uh, he managed to get me. 32 points, Big Joe. 32 points. Uh, but the coup de grace there was Derrick Henry, who uh, once I saw that they were going into um, overtime, I, w- I was elated. I couldn't wait. He scored 40 points, 212 rush yards, two rushing TDs, a receiving TD. He had himself a game. Yeah, no, uh, he. Yeah, that was your team. I mean, that's yeah. that's at seventy at seventy three points. If it wasn't for either one of those players, <laughs> you would have won. Yeah, and I had a bad week. That's too, how yeah. embarrassing uh, it, it is for you <laughs> to have lost to me because the rest of my team didn't show up. Uh, Alexander Madison filling in for Davin uh, Cook was his chance, man, to shine. And boy, the Minnesota Vikings suck. Yeah, and uh, and so I, he did not get me many points. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who usually is my you know point getter, uh, had a rough time last night. CD Lamb got some points. Rob Gronkowski finally showed up with 18 points, uh, and and I got 10 points from my kicker, and that was about it. Yeah, that's all you needed though. 127 yeah. points for the total, uh, and, and I, I just had a rough go of it, man. I mean, you know, it was one of those deals where, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did the best that I could. I didn't leave. I left some points on my bench, but it was the backup running back for the Detroit Lions who just had a big game. So you can't, you yeah. can't get upset at yourself for not putting DJ Swift in when uh, you have. And, and I got pretty decent performances out of all three of the running backs I had in my lineup. Not great, yeah. but 15, 13, and 14. Double points. digit points, right. baby. Can't be upset about it. Plus 20 points out of Mahomes last night. I told I was joking around that I needed Pat Mahomes to throw for seven touchdowns if I was going to beat you, and that's kind of what I needed. But the real disappointment was my tight end, man. Gusecki for the Dolphins wins big, and the guy puts up 12, 13 points every week and just a zero burger. Uh, although you had two zero burgers, so I guess I can't complain too much about that between Josh Welcome Brown and uh, and the Rams defense. But uh, still, uh, 127 to 100 loss. I fall uh, to uh, three losses in a row ever since Big J said I was going to run away this with is the all league. all part of my plan. And it has effectively worked. And next week, I've got some more uh, bye week issues. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening. But congratulations on your win, Big J. Uh, snapping my five-game winning streak against you as well. You deserved it. And I hope you were happy with your victory. Listen, I'm going to stick. Uh, some people made fun of me for my first-round pick, Derek Henry. Uh, who did? Uh, probably you. No, I didn't uh, make fun of you for that. One of the only people that, that was taken in the first round still playing. It's true. It is true. In football. It's uh, it's a rough, rough stretch. Uh, the big score of the week uh, goes to Big J's Secret Boyfriend. I don't know what that team name means, but uh, but Wayne improves to 5-1. and one, Spelt uh, it wrong. On the season. I think he spelled J wrong on purpose. Uh, five and one on the season. He is the number one seed in the uh, in the morning after fantasy football league. Beat COVID 49, 168 to 137. Big games out of Ryan Tannehill in that same game that Big J and I were just talking about. AJ Brown, another big game in that same game we were just talking about. 33 points out of Julio Jones. 
and the Cardinals defense last night put up some points for him as well. So 168 points is the high score of the week. Congratulations, Wayne. COVID-19, 137. That's one of those hard luck losses where he would have beaten every single, almost every single team that, that played with the exception of the team he went up against. That was my role. Big game out of Kyler Murray last night, just not enough to put him over the hump, and the Steelers defense helped him out a lot, but he left some points on his bench that he's probably going to be upset about himself about, but I don't know if it would have been enough. Cheese Graders pick up a big win, 144 points over uh, Guitar Street Hooligans, 144 to 114. A big performance out of Matt Ryan and uh, Jefferson, the wide receiver for uh, the Vikings, who got 39 points, and most of that in garbage time, but still, uh, none of that matters in fantasy football. Big performance for the Cheese Graders picking up just their second win of the year. Nice win uh, by FC Boise over the former number one seed in the morning after Fantasy Football League. Sequana Forever struggled a little bit, only putting up 86 points, and FC Boise beat him 100 to 86, basically. Uh, just a balanced attack out of FC Boise. A big game out of Kelsey yesterday. A couple of touchdowns. He did fumble, but that was alright for him. And then Stafford, Johnson, and Sanders all double digits for uh, Kevin, and then uh, Dell just struggled. I mean, Josh Allen has not been good the last couple weeks. He was able to eke out a win last week, but not able to put one up this week. Of course, Aaron Jones didn't do much for the Packers in that loss against the uh, the Buccaneers. Gaskin had did okay, uh, but it just wasn't enough to put him over the top. Uh, but Dell can feel pretty good. He didn't leave a whole lot of points on his bench either, but a loss for the former number one seed in the tournament. And then Wubba Lubba touchdowns with a nice close win, 112-107 to 107 over Lamar Cinematic Universe. Uh, Cam Newton performed okay for him. Uh, Hilaire last night had 20 points for him, as did Fells, the Houston tight end he was playing for some reason, but a good play for him as he ended up getting him the win. Uh, Lamar Jackson did well, and so did uh, Will Fuller, but that's about it for the Cinematic Universe, and so they fall to 2-4. and four. Comeback of the day goes to a uh, wrong side of Kamara. Courtney improving to 4-2 and two with a close win, was favored to lose the entire time until... Who sits? Who takes the field for her last night to give her the win? Amari Cooper, uh, putting uh, she needed uh, 20 points for her to win. He got 20.90. She wins 179 to 178. So far, Devontae's peak. What do you mean? Well, they can always readjust the scores. Uh, I certainly hope that they don't. Uh, but uh, a, a nice victory. Uh, it's a terrible way to lose. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> and so, congratulations to uh, Courtney for picking up her fourth win of the year. So there's your lineup. We have one five and one team, and then a bunch of uh, four and two and two and four teams. So really, it's still anybody's chance to get into the playoffs. Uh, Big J, do you know who you're going up against next week? Yeah, and we got a wager. Oh, you do. So I'm going up against Big J's secret boyfriend. Okay. Which is weird. Uh, I love him. Uh, so, uh, secret boyfriend, yeah. you love him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, the wager here is that whoever wins gets to name the team for the next week. All right. Cool. That should be fun. Uh, I'm going up against Cheese Graders, a couple two and four teams battling it out. See if I can't snap the losing streak that I'm on. I'm going to need a little help in order to do that. But there's your morning after fantasy football league recap. We will do some bad impressions next on the X. <laughs> Unpressed. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we've got a Jackson's $25 gift card to hook you up with here. Jackson Food Stores, of course. You can uh, use that for uh, whatever it is beverages, food, gas, all up to you. We'll get it sent to you in the mail safely if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. A world of freedom awaits. $25 directly to you via the mail if you want to play a game called Bad Impressions. 208 287 1003. Big J has got three clues. Individually and collectively, they all point to one particularly famous person. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, Jackson's gift card coming your way from us. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good morning, man. What's your name? Travis. All right, Travis, you're up first. Hey, I just got my pilot's license back. Let's go crash a plane. Uh, next. Han Solo, Indiana Jones, Dr. Kimball. Just a few of the people I played in the movies. Oh, man, what's the last one? I'm an old curmudgeon, so stop asking me about Star Wars. You don't, you I don't, have no idea. You All don't right, know man. who played Han Solo? It happens. Not everybody's a Star Wars fan, Big J. Indiana Jones? Not everybody likes, well, he may not know but the last movie, which is a bad one to know. Hello, the X. <laughs> hey, man, did you hear the clues or do you need him again? Uh, I heard him. And the answer is? Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford is... 
correct. Well done. Hang on one second. We'll get you that Jackson's gift card. Why is Harry Ford in the news? <laughs> Harrison uh, Ford and Ed Helms are attached to star in the miserable adventures of Burt Squire abroad, the horn high yo. Title needs to be longer. Yeah, uh, or fixed. But hey, there's uh, no one better there than Ed Helms to play. Uh, the, he plays an everyday guy who gets saddled with every comedic misfortune life could throw his way. Harrison is going to uh, be playing a unhinged sea captain, Nick. <laughs> so Which not we much can of a picture. <laughs> I mean, that's the perfect role. He doesn't have to do much. Last time he did that, I believe it was called Seven Days and Seven Nights uh, with Anne Hache, where he was an unhinged captain. Not ready. To. I mean, it's pretty much every role now at this point is he's unhinged. What has Ed Helms been up to? There's a guy that's been pretty quiet, right? Since like the vacation movie that they tried uh, to reboot. I think he's been in some stuff, All but right. yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, you're right. Either way, uh, it coming soon to a theater near you, or they just signed on, so they got to film it and everything else. First? Uh, I think they got to film it and everything. Right. There's really, I mean, it's tough to find stuff. Uh, these what's days. it called again? Hi ho, hi ho! Off to the. Um, it's called the Miserable Adventures of Bert Squire Abroad. The Horn High Yo. The Horn High Yo. Yeah. All right. Terrible title. They gotta fix that. Have I mean, to. It, yeah, it's... have to. But either way, there's a movie coming soon featuring Harrison Ford and Hell. There's your bad impressions. We're gonna wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Royal Blood Troubles coming, wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Special thank you to Tommy Vexed of Bad Wolves for popping by, talking about the song Maybe It's Time, as well as the brand new movie that's available for you to grab uh, streaming-wise if you want. It's called Snow Babies. You can check that out. That is with the uh, soundtrack that it is featured on as well, that particular song, and it's like an all-star jammy jam about the opioid crisis and addiction and all that kind of stuff, so check it out for yourself if you get the opportunity. We also learned that the scariest movie of all time is uh, apparently uh, a movie that Jay and I have nets never seen, so we'll have to deal with that in our own time. And you learned that Big Jay has never seen The Shining, which is incredible. Although, that being said, you can't watch it now, man. Your attention span is just too far gone. Uh, it's too slow. You would do. It, it's almost unwatchable in 2020. Uh, the the work of don't tell of me Stanley what I can can do. Uh, the Shining. Listen, if you haven't watched it yet, you're not going to. I know that much. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Nope, you're there not you going go. to. Uh, don't forget next set of right, extra. You know I'm going to skip the streaming dumbass and watch The Shining. Is brought to you by GoTeamazda.com. Don't forget to check them out for your next newer used car adventure. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, if you're looking for a gig, a Scotland-based cookie maker. Master is looking for a master, a master biscuiter. Salary of fifty-two grand per year to taste test the company's new confections. Border and biscuits, biscuits are our cookies over. Yeah, they specialize in chocolate chip cookies. I mean, here you go. How much are they paying? Fifty-two grand just to test cookies. Yeah, interested candidates must have finely tuned taste buds and a talent for baking, according to the description. Let me ask you this: odds that that you hate cookies after that gig, though. Pretty high? I, I mean, would think so. Sure. Like, I mean, as much, if, no matter how much you love something, if it's it consumes your everything, you grow to disdain it. I've talked about this before. I'm a huge sports fan. I am again. But when I was doing sports and writing sports and as a sports writer, I, 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 I not despised it, but I certainly, it sucked all the fun and passion yeah. out of it for yeah. me. Yeah, and now you hate rock music and fun. That's right. Uh, well, so. fun I'm still a fan of because I don't have a lot of that. But uh, rock music certainly has its issues, as uh, any rock fan will tell you, Big J. <laughs> Just give them, a, a, give them a pedestal on the internet and they'll tell you what's wrong with it. Of course, uh, we will be back tomorrow and an opportunity for you to win some more stuff from us. A movie review courtesy of Radio's Big J as well as prizes up for grabs on Wednesday. We will see you then. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one.